You know, it's a really underrated aspect of life skills that we don't talk about enough. It's one of the most basic of all time that you and I, you would think, learned as very small children. And you would think that most people just know this inherently. It's, you know what? You don't always get what you want. And you can't cry about it. It's about simple mental toughness. I mean, like I said, you would think this is like human nature to everybody. Well, apparently not with the story I'm about to tell you. First of all, thanks for finding the cool dad rules again. My name is Bill Adams. Thanks for being here as always. And this one, I got to vent a little bit. I got to tell you a story that will probably enrage you. It'll frustrate you. And you're actually not going to believe it at first. Certain aspects of this story because it's just so outrageous. But I've got some audio to prove it that this is really going on as we speak. Let me tell you about the story of Georgetown University law students. More on that in just a second. Georgetown University Law, one of the most respected law schools in the nation, has produced leaders worldwide, senators, uh, uh, captains of industry, corporate leaders, just all around great people. I don't know if all of those those grads, if all of those alums are even aware of what's going on now. And I got to give you the background of this story now. A group of students, not all of them, just a group of students at Georgetown University Law Center, again, the law school, demanded a space to cry and actually demanded catered food while staging a protest. Again, I know it sounds unbelievable, but honest to God, it actually happened. Okay, now, I need to give you the background of the story because this is going to come up and somebody's going to argue with me and say that this is, you know, misrepresented and there's a reason why the protest happened in the first place. So I'm going to give you the background of what prompted the protest in the first place. And it's politically based. I don't care. That's not relevant to the story, to the life lesson here, what actually started it. It was over a law professor that works there who had criticized President Biden and his vow to pick a... Supreme Court justice based on race and gender. And he had made some inflammatory comments before on Twitter. The university had suspended him. Um, His name is Ilya Shapiro before, and that's what caused the whole controversy. That's what this this was based on, all right? So I'm just giving you a background of what started the protest. I don't care. That's not... I'm just telling you that to get the basis of the story out there and and the basic facts out there to begin with. That's what started the whole thing. What I'm all about... (laughs) is what we can all learn from what happened next with law students, okay? The protests that happened, and then, like all college students, even law students, they started to demand things. I don't even blame them for that. That's like, I think, a college tradition, right? College students are smart enough to do that. They demand outrageous things so they can, you know, get the upper hand and demand some things. So the protest gets underway, but then it goes into and it kind of bleeds into daily, everyday classroom life. And William Trainer, who's the dean of the law school there at Georgetown, was running into some problems. And I can understand what he was going through because that must be kind of tough to deal with. Because what was happening was the students were demanding a place to cry in a safe space where they could leave class, not miss any assignments, not pay an academic penalty for that, and also not feel judged when they needed to leave the classroom so they could have a good cry, purportedly about the whole uh, protest that was going on and what was happening here and their needs weren't being met. Now, a trainer who's the dean of the law school said, we're at a point now where students are coming out of class to go to the bathroom to cry. He said, here's the rest of the quote. I don't know what it would look like, but if they want to cry, if they need to break down, where can they go? This was his request to, um, the academic superiors there at Georgetown. 
I know. It's getting crazy. I understand. I pulled my hair out when I heard the story, too, and it is unbelievable. I think this will prove what I'm talking about here, though. Mitch Balin. Let's enter him into the conversation now. He's Georgetown Law's Dean of Students, and he responded to the academic professor and the students, and he walked into the classroom to address their needs. I mean, into the classroom, sat down at one of the desks, and he said this. It is really, really hard to walk out of class or leaving in tears, and you should always have a place on campus where you can go and feel like you're not then also under people's eyes and observation. Maybe you don't want to answer a question of what's going on or what's You need a place to go, he says where you can have that space. Went on to say, we're going to accommodate every need that you could possibly have. If you're finding that you're not getting the person you want to talk to or not getting a space that you need, reach out to me anytime. Anytime. Uh, And we will find you space, and we will find you the right space. Okay. Well, you know what happens. The law school students won. They We've actually got a point now. We're at a point in our story where the law students have won the right to leave class anytime they want because they're upset enough so they can go have a good cry and have a safe space and not face, most importantly, any academic penalty because, you know, coming into finals and all this other stuff. Because you know what's next. I mean, you just know what the logical conclusion is here. One of the law students could say, I didn't do well enough on my final or my exam because, hey, I had to leave class. I had to have a good cry. I missed that part of that lesson. Well, now the school has to make special accommodations for them because they caved to them. But it wasn't just the dean of law, and it wasn't just this professor, it wasn't just the school. People caved to the students their whole lives. I'm sure this happened in high school, wherever they came from. I'm sure it happened in their homes. I'm sure they had special accommodations for any time they were upset at something, and they were able to just have a good cry about it until they got what they want. And it sounds so basic, but it is. It's what we tell our toddlers. That you can't cry over spilt milk and stomp and have a hissy fit until you get what you want. Because the lesson here is, apparently you can. And at the highest levels of academia too, and let's not forget, these are law students at one of the most prestigious schools in the country. Just stop for a second and think about that. These are the future leaders of some of the most important businesses in America. These are some of the people that will represent and argue law Maybe before the Supreme Court. Maybe, going back to their original argument, some of these students that are demanding to have a good cry will be sitting on the Supreme Court someday. Maybe this is one of the the future lawyers that you're going to need to prove your case in corporate America or maybe just in in a personal case or even like a personal injury case. And they need, you need them to represent you or your organization or your family. You think they're going to be able to have a cry when things aren't going well in the courtroom or the boardroom or just in general life? You get what I'm saying. This is just absolutely insane. But we all know that. We all know that this is craziness, right? We all know. But where do we take it from here? Usually at this point in time, I always try to say, and that's the kind of the the, the whole basis of the cool dad rules. I look at this and I say, you know, for this particular story, what would I say to my younger self? What would I say? What's the life lesson here that with my experience now in life and looking at this this story, what would I say to younger me? I'm having a I'm having a tough time even think of anything I would say to younger me because it's just so obvious. I can't imagine a situation where I would ever demand a safe space to cry. But here's something I would say to younger me who's a parent. Don't let it ever start 
where the kid demands and has a hissy fit until they get what they want. Because you know, better than anybody, you're a parent too. You see it happening. You see it starting. And that's exactly where it starts. You see it on on an athletic field where they're all getting participation trophies. Oh, they'll cry enough in school until they get a passing grade. It has consequences, as we can see in the Georgetown story. And it goes all the way up. And this is this is what affects everybody in life. Mental toughness, not getting entitled to what you want is what it's all about. And it affects everybody here. I think there's another takeaway on this, though. And this struck me and this story stood out to me about Georgetown because I have a daughter in college and another one on the way. And I think it would have been unthinkable before to actually look into some of the past stories and maybe even some of the policies of some of these schools where our kids are going. And I would ask, and now I think I will in the future, to find out, listen, is there some kind of policy where you allow this kind of thing to happen? Are you going to baby your students, maybe even at a graduate level, where you let them whine and cry and stomp their feet and get whatever they want? Because I'm going to rethink sending my kid there, especially if I'm footing the bill for any of it. Now, if the kid is is paying for law school or or undergraduate on their own, that's completely their choice. I mean, but come on, fellow parents, if, if we're paying for any of this, I think it's a fair question to ask, and I think it goes down to a low le- lower level too. Ask in high schools and, and, and middle schools and elementary schools if this kind of thing is allowed because it's a detrimental thing that you're doing to a student of any age to send them into the real world, into real life where the universe does not care if you're not getting what you want and you cry. Universe has an amazing way of evening things out. It does not care if you didn't get what you want and you're hurt by that. And to send people, to send even lawyers like at Georgetown into the real world doing this, so unfair. It's got to stop. Don't feel bad for teaching mental toughness. It's one of the most important things, one of the most basic things I think we can teach anybody. All right, that's it for the Cool Dad Rules. Thanks, as always, for finding me. Social media stuff, just look for the Cool Dad Rules Facebook page, Instagram, where you can always reach out to me. By the way, I want to thank you. Several of you sent the Georgetown story that we just talked about to me through the messaging and through some of the comments on the Facebook page, and I really appreciate that because that's how I first discovered it. Because not all the stories are like this. They're not always going to be as infuriating as the Georgetown Law students. (laughs) We couldn't let this one go without talking about it. Usually it's feel-good stories and human interest stories and the life skill we can all take from that, but we'll talk about them. And a special thank you, too, for those of you who have pressed the subscribe button on the podcast. That always really, really helps as well. And sharing the podcast along, always, always much appreciated. With that said... Thanks for finding the Cool Dad Rules again. My name is Bill Adams, and we will talk to you soon.